Summer Replacement Show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us as always, the man who knows everything, Mr. Smarty Pants. Thank you. Thank you very much. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, actually. A little sun out there. I always yeah. kind of blossom in the sun. Yeah. Even, even if it's snowy out, it still feels nice to get those those warming rays. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I'm feeling, oh, good. feeling a little okay. chipper. A little good. chipper. Good. Good. Just a, a reminder to the Madison residents that... Uh, it's a snow emergency, so so alternate parking is in effect. So yeah. you have to park your car in an alternate universe <laughs> and, until they plow the streets. So. And Madison itself does not count. No, as the no, it does universe. not. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's close. <laughs> you notice how many like stories and movies and everything has has a have an alternate universes now and multiverses. Yeah. and it's it's that's because we've had so many elections where if just one thing had gone the other way, <laughs> <laughs> we started down that road in two thousand and we've been going ever since. Is that just it? One thing had happened the opposite direction, and you can imagine that parallel universe where Al Gore was president yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I just, I just, I've gotten where I just hate that trope. It's just, yeah, so, it's so it's, lazy and, yeah. and it's like zombies. Zombies yeah. in an alternate universe. That's my, that's my, that's the pinnacle to me yeah, I don't. of like, like fantasy laziness. <laughs> 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 well, it's always there's another universe. It's exactly like ours, except yeah. you know, instead of. You know, working at the DMV, I yep. work at the the you know the Pentagon or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like it's like you no, know, there's too many different yeah things that would have to happen to make yeah. the world that much like our own. I mean, I'm, when I was a kid, I remember watching that that Star Trek episode where sure. they had a parallel universe. Yeah, the famous and one. and they zapped a bunch of people. You know, like when they were in the parallel universe fighting, yeah. they're a bunch of randos, right? So of course that doesn't count. No, but no, it no. totally does count because one of those randos could have had a kid. That like you know found the cure to I don't know some Vulcan disease or something you know <laughs> I, I mean just like I was like wait yeah. so they're they're going to continue in this universe right because they didn't get vaporized here yeah so already everything's out of control right, right? right. I mean we're already off by well quite the a fact bit. that we have that there are like counterparts is stupid yeah. because yeah. because it's like you know you're a person because of a you know a sperm and an egg getting together yeah. at, at a certain point and and that's there's so much randomness just I, in I, that one thing I couldn't I mean, agree more I mean know, I th- I think you're right. I mean, I think that the essential, and that has to happen like trillions of times. Essential <laughs> identity. Yeah, I mean, if so, yeah, if some other sperm had made it there first, yeah. I'd be a different person. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> I think you can't get any more concrete than that. And and it has that has to happen throughout throughout time yeah, yeah. from the beginning of time. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. the rocks that run, bump together to form the yeah. Earth have to bump together in exactly the I'm same so way. I'm so pleased that you so. understand. I'm, I'm just so pleased that you appreciate the particularity well, of well, our I, universe. I just hate it. It's yeah, like, I know. No, it's the it's, same guy except he's got a goatee. Well, it, no. Again, like, it, well, it shows, you, it shows you, again, lazy thinking. It's like, ah, oh, they all kind of belong in a big category over there somewhere. <laughs> no, they don't. 
<laughs> Everything is what it is and not any other thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it also really ruins the the any kind of suspense in the storytelling because there's, there's nothing at stake then. It's like if... Oh, if, if this world blows up, ah, there's trillions more. There's yeah. Well, here's a, here's another possibility. Yeah. The only art we have anymore is mashup, right? I mean, it's like so. <laughs> the ultimate expression of that metaphysically is yeah. alternate universe. Like, yeah. it's not anything new. It's just the same yeah. old crap with something tweaked. With evil. Isn't Superman that our? Isn't that our entire cultural landscape? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like how how many how many episodes in this franchise are we going to have? I was reading recently that they revived some crazy show from the '80s. Oh, Night Court. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah. Night Court? Sure. Yeah, well, you're like one of three. You know? <laughs> somebody, it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, right? I know. Somebody thought, oh, I know what everyone was, will love. It was one of those They, okay they love all that stuff from the 90s, so yeah. let's just bring out the wank. You know? more of an 80s show, wasn't <laughs> was it? I didn't even know. I didn't know. <laughs> show you. I don't know. But, uh, but and yeah. most of them were dead, too. It's like, yeah. I actually saw a headline when they were, they were there was a lot of um, publicity push when they when they brought that back and they were yeah. trying to you know get the nostalgia machine going and and, yeah. and there was a headline saying what are what are the original members of the night court doing now well there's like two of them that are alive yeah, they're rotting they're ro- <laughs> most of them are, are either rotting or clawing at the casket <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <laughs> but no, they're all dead. The main guys. Thanks for the Poe reference there. I appreciate that. <laughs> the main guy's dead. The, yeah. the, the, the the woman who played the the um, public defender, sure. she died. Yep. You know, the, a lot of the older actors yeah. were obviously yeah, dead. And, and, and that, what's his name, Larroquette? He's the only one. He's yeah, alive. He, and he, he looks like Letterman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't, can't imagine anything worse than that. <laughs> yeah, Which I in that beard. <laughs> I, think, I think he and then like that really tall, bald guy was yeah. the, the only ones alive. And, yeah. he, and he wants nothing to do with the show. Good for so. him. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, though. This is exactly that. I'm just like, it's like, I mean, this is the other thing. I mean, I don't know what your take on this is. But whenever a Disney or one of these places, they, you know, they, they, they churn out a, uh, oh, now it's going to be in... Uh, uh, you know, CGI. You know, right. it's the same darn thing they did before, but now it's CGI. Yeah. Or now it's going to be live action. Yeah. Or now somebody's going to be black. You know. Yeah. It's like okay, good, but I know what your dynamic is here. You're just thinking, okay, we got to get some buzz going on this, and uh, that that's what we'll do. But it's the same thing we had before. Right. It's still Cinderella. It's just <laughs> still Cinderella or the mermaid or whatever it is. It's just like we just want to, you know, we don't. We've got like eight ideas, yeah. and we're just going to keep using them over and over again. Yeah, I heard a mermaid joke the other day. I thought it was kind of cute. So, what does a mermaid wear to math class? Don't know. An algebra. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> is that your like? Is that your from your from your ninth grade <laughs> you know <laughs> joke book or something? What is that? <laughs> Middling jokes for middle school. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what were the play- magazine? Highlights. It was oh, highlights. highlights. Yes, highlights. highlights. Goofus and Gallant. Yeah, yes, Goofus right. and Gallant. That's yeah. a little risque for highlights, though, yeah. I think. But the, oh, okay. So yeah. I got to tell you, one of the things I was amused by. So this whole thing with with uh, Tucker Carlson and and the, the, the strangely erotic M&Ms, right? Remember that whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing, and you and I were, we were, you were, we were unanimous in saying that we don't like the idea of the spokes 
organisms for anything being something that's going to be potentially eaten. No, no. That just seems creepy and weird no, to begin with. The, so, the, the pig with an apron on, like, point, <laughs> pointing at its, at its little belly. Yeah, or right. <laughs> mm, <laughs> them ribs. Yeah, right. So just that that whole trope is just bizarre, right? So we were kind of favored that. But it turns out that they fooled us all, as we found out at the, uh, during the Super Bowl, you know, commercial-thon, that, uh, that actually that, that whole Maya Rudolph thing was a ruse. They put out there and she was just it was a joke it was a farce and then they they said and here they come the uh, the the m&m characters back. are back they never went away it was right. just a way of uh, basically kind of i don't know trolling <laughs> tucker carlson i guess <laughs> and i'm like m&m's good for you you know mars or whatever their company's name is yeah. like, good for you yeah you know it's like just just use that baby's publicity i mean he gave you he gave him the publicity oh, yeah. Yeah. you know so well his his original problem was that the, they took like the the hooker boots off the, 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 the green M&M's. Oh, was that it? And so the, she wasn't sexy anymore. Oh, and, Lord. And so he didn't, he didn't like the fact that they were... They were so it is a boot fetish. That's what, I don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> TMI, as they say. Yeah, I've got a present for you. Oh, what do you got? What is that? I'll throw it at you. So. Why did you get this? It's a it's a it's a pack of matches yes. from Air Force One. It says it's got the seal of the President of the United States yeah, on it. You might like that. And where did you get this? Uh, I've got connections. Oh, you got your sources. When, when Biden was yes, when Biden, Biden was, was, was here, here a week and a half ago or so. Oh, got, heavens above! Got, oh, I've got friends in. Thank high, you. I've got friends in high places. I'm going to if, if high I ever friends. Feel I mean, any aches and pains? I'll just hold this close to my body. Yeah, and, you know, a, feel the healing powers. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful! Thank you so much. Sure, I thought you tell like your that. source that I really appreciate it as well. Yeah, it says on the back. So on the front, it has got a very nice. Reproduction of the presidential seal, of course, mm-hmm. and then on the back it says "aboard the presidential aircraft," and oh, it shows the uh, Air Force One there. So. Yeah, so there's actually a, a segue here. I just re- remembered that back in the when Bill Clinton was president. Yes, that uh, Newt Gingrich, who was Speaker yep. of the House at the time, flew yep. on Air Force One. Yes, with that's him, right. And he got got all huffy. He got mad because yes. they they he didn't get any of the presidential M and M's. No, seriously. Why they're really obsessed with those M and M's? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, just the green ones. Yeah, yeah. And and he was seriously mad about yeah. that and, and held a grudge that he thought they were like you know dissing him that they weren't giving him. He anything. did tell Gingrich where he could find some tang though. So yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah, on the island. I think. <laughs> So we keep shooting down things, apparently. Just, yes. uh, just that are uh, just before I came here, an alert listener uh, sent me a thing about apparently one of the there's a the, there's a group down in Illinois that has high alti- high, high, high altitude balloon that they sent up for. I think it was like a weather balloon or something. They're a private thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it, they think that might be one of theirs. That, oh, really? That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, our balloon got shot down. <laughs> so bad. So. <laughs> Well, one uh, one side fat little side fact I, I learned yeah. during this during the the balloon mania yeah, the last, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. couple of weeks here is that you know a lot of the the crazy right wing people were saying why don't you get out and just shoot it down and people, yeah, yeah. people were going to go out and get their you know take their their <laughs> shotgun and, yeah, and point it up at the sky <laughs> it sounds like my hometown <laughs> but I found out the Goodyear blimp oh the Goodyear blimp routinely gets shot at. 
People just oh take my pot, lord! They take pot shots at the Goodyear blimp just because it's there. Wow! I mean, like, I mean, like dozens of times a year. It's not Who's going to catch them? It's not a. It's not yeah. a. It's not a rarity. I mean, they've just the the blimp people have learned to just live with it. I guess. They, <laughs> so what did they do? I don't know. I so mean, don't, don't hang your head out the window. Whatever <laughs> you do. <laughs> I imagine there's so many little compartments. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, oh, yeah. I'm sure they, they, they can get shot. That, it doesn't yeah. really bother them, but you know. But Worry I mean, about an but, employee getting But there's hurt. people on there. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. I mean, there's you yeah. know a crew and passengers, I assume. Yeah. And uh, so, but there's people like, well, that's like, look at that thing. Wow. <laughs> shoot it down. Wow. 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 <laughs> just just because they can. I mean. So I was. Uh, comp- that's if those if those babies would quit using helium. That would be and, it. and go back to using hydrogen, like 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 real men. <laughs> yeah. They that, just don't have the stones for it. That That's would, the that would solve the problem after one incident. <laughs> oh dear lord! Hey, uh, our our buddy Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, or is starting to be called Ronanon. <laughs> <laughs> he appeared before the uh, the House Committee on. Uh, the Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. Oh, my God. And I, I couldn't have been prouder than if uh, Joe McCarthy were still alive. Apparently, he spewed out an endless pool of, of made-up BS. Uh, during the during his testifying, so he was one of their first witnesses. What he witnessed, I have no idea, <laughs> but I guess sort of making it up. He's uh, He basically was talking about the Russia collusion hoax. The uh, the fake dossier fusion G- fusion GPS. Uh, he mentioned the engineered Trump impeachment. Uh, by the way, there were two. You're keeping track at home. Coordinated effort to quote sabotage any public relation public revelation of Hunter Biden's laptop. They uh, he and uh, and, uh, and who was the other person there? Oh, uh, good old Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, they were also talking about uh, mistreatment of the January six insurrectionists. And, uh, and here's a good one. I, I didn't realize this was uh, going on. I knew it always becomes a false flag operation at some point. They claim that embedded federal agents provoked the crowd to attack the Capitol. Mm. Those people, they and they also provoked them apparently to bring, bring guns. And they also provoked the people to turn off the magnetometers. And they also provoked all everything else. Yeah. Uh, they also said the U.S. They provoked government provoked those those tours the day before. When they, that, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Kept pro- provoking uh, the the president of the United States to do things too. Um, they said that the U.S. Had, uh, government had funded the creation of COVID nineteen. That's interesting, and that the World Health Organization has been captured by the Chinese government. All right, so good to know. <laughs> <laughs> My Alcoa stock just like went a, through the ceiling here. It's like a fire hose. I mean, this is the thing. They spew out so much yeah. unsubstantiated nonsense. They think if they just keep going and don't take take a breath, yeah. no one will have a chance to even look up, you know, 15 of these things, right. let alone all of right. them. Well, it's, it, you pollute the well, too. I mean, then, you know, you throw all that stuff out there, and then the real the real stuff gets lumped in with it. You know, right. it's, it's like, well, the Democrats say this, and the Republicans say that. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. all who, who can say? I mean... By the way, there was a, a study that was done recently uh, looking at some of the contractions in uh, in the social media platforms that we're seeing. And, like can't, won't, uh, ain't. Uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> contractions in personnel. And uh, they found that uh, people whose job it is to handle misinformation uh, tend to be uh, the, some of the first people to go. And uh, in, <laughs> in reduction of the 12,000 employees by uh, Google's parent company, Alphabet, 
Um, they kind of quietly got rid of all the people whose job it was to look at misinformation and, or, and well, disinformation, I think is the better. That's intentionally giving, uh, you know, false, uh, false information. So now there's only one person apparently in charge at Google of, <laughs> of, the, of misinformation for policy the world? worldwide oh my God. <laughs> just for that company. Now other companies have their one person too, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, so this is uh, this is a trend that's uh, cutting across the industry. There's several social media platforms that basically s- said, you know what, it's it, you know the sky's the limit. Whatever the hell you want to say, false claims about COVID, you know the Russian war in Ukraine, integrity elections, whatever. Go for it, baby. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, there's no money in that, you know, yeah. in, in in patrolling the truth. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. Even it's even not if where it's the demonstrably cli- not false. where the clicks are. I mean, <laughs> well, that's certainly what they're saying on Fox. I, I, you probably uh, saw this as part of this uh, Dominion voting suit, where Dominion is suing Fox for defamation. Uh, one of the things they have to prove is malign intent, right? And uh, a, a step towards that is knowing is showing that Fox, the Fox executives, and Fox on-air personalities themselves knew that the things that they were saying about Donald Trump's false claims about the 2020 election were indeed false. And in discovery, they they found out that uh, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingraham, among others, had repeatedly insulted and mocked Trump advisors. That's just too easy to do. I'm sorry. I mean, it, it must have been just they were sending emails to each other and, you know, Sidney Powell is lying. I caught her. It's insane, wrote Tucker Carlson. Uh, Laura Ingraham responded, Sydney is a complete nut. No one will work with her. Ditto with Rudy. <laughs> but here's the problem. It didn't, uh, it didn't help their, uh, their audience share that they were the first of the networks to, uh, to claim that Arizona went to uh, now President Biden. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, saw, they actually saw uh, their ratings drop as a result of that. Uh-huh. So the, the pitchforks are out there and the torches and the mob and... Uh, they're going to give them what they want, apparently, sure. no matter what their own private sure. views might be. Yeah, I can see that. Well, people were probably watching to see who would who would win, and they saw that their guy wasn't going to win, so they turned it off and yeah. went to bed. Yeah. yeah. Or they, t- they turned to another crazier channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so. So I was on uh, Twitter last night for a little bit. I, I don't I don't go on Twitter as much anymore. No. I, I used to like it, but I'm kind of weaning myself off it. But I went on and it it pushed an ad at me for Scientology. Wow, Scientology TV, and and it had a little tagline on it that said, "You can live forever." <laughs> okay. So I didn't. I it was creepy. What a horrible prospect. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking. You're barking up the wrong tree, buddy. Don't, don't threaten me. <laughs> the sweet caress of death is all that I'm staying around for. <laughs> but Scientology. I mean, I've never done anything on that That's platform or anywhere showing any interest in Scientology. You know, one way or the yeah, other. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, you know what I do for a living. My uh, yes. my uh, my alter ego. Sure. We once received you fight crime. We we once received in my offices. Uh, my office and my my colleagues' offices also. They received a giant box set of works of L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they must have a lot of money because yeah. they just said, you know, we'll send it to anybody that looks like they might even be mildly interested in this, and anybody's, we're bound to grab somebody. Read. Yeah, must anybody can read. <laughs> Eight people again. <laughs> so, but no, we got we got the entire box, and we're just kind of like, what are we going to do with this? And we, we even got uh, like a CD, and you could watch. It was like a it was a transfer to CD from a or a DVD rather 
it was a DVD, right? Uh, transferred from uh, one of his lectures that used to go around oh, right. on on like VHS or something, mm-hmm. you know, when he was when Ron, L. Ron Hubbard was still alive, and I couldn't get over. It. So f- the two things: there's the great you know leader and teacher, and I just couldn't I couldn't shake the fact that he was first of all a he was wearing an ascot or a dicky, and I thought okay, was he really? Yes, oh. it was like this like little little <laughs> thing, and I was like, what the <laughs> hell is that? And then he and then apparently his hair was because you know he was getting older and he. he he had dyed his hair, which not, is not necessarily, you know, whatever. People but can do it. He did the they shoe want. polish thing? And, no, oh, no, it wasn't shoe polish. It was worse. It was bright red. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like henna disaster, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, darling, when you're the head of a cult, I guess nobody ever tells you yeah, that's that true. you look like a decrepit Lucille Ball. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it really bothered me. They were pushing Scientology stuff at me. I just it creeped me out a little. And, uh, I immediately clicked off. I and mean, I'm enough of that for a while. You should feel insulted. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cretin do you think I am? <laughs> Did you see that Musk, they were, he was trying to figure out why he wasn't as popular as Joe Biden on on, on Twitter. <laughs> there was apparently, I, and some, it's so stupid. It's like Biden had some something about the Super Bowl congratulating the Kansas City or something. Yeah. And he got a bunch of likes. I think they changed the name now. It's yeah. like impressions or something. Yeah. But And then Musk did the same thing, and he got like a third as many likes. <laughs> yeah. And so he called a meeting of his engineers to say, yeah. what's wrong with the algorithm here? It's it's not counting all of the, the people who love me so much. <laughs> and, and one engineer looked at it and said, no, this looks accurate. <laughs> and he fired it. Of course he did, yeah. <laughs> So I don't usually I don't usually uh, mention the jokes from the the late night comics, but yeah. I but Kimmel said something that cracked me up. They showed uh, uh, Elon Musk in the box at the Super Bowl, sitting next to Rupert Murdoch, oh, right, right. and and he's like, "Oh look, isn't that great?" It's like I guess Kim Jong Un was busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <Nice>. yep. <laughs> This is from uh, Media Matters, uh, well, CNN via Media Matters. Uh, When President Obama tried to make the new, more effective brakes mandatory on trains after a bunch of derailments in 2014, the lobbies, lobbies fought it hard. They gutted it. In 2018, the Trump administration... Uh, the tra- transportation department rolled it back entirely. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. brakes don't trains don't need brakes apparently. And we were all making fun of his tiny hands. And in the meanwhile, well, meantime, he was destroying lives. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So. Hey, speaking of the former president, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, in a long shot move, lawyers for five members of the Proud Boys uh, are trying to get testimony from uh, former President Donald Jessica Trump. That's right. The lawyers are hoping to elicit testimony from Trump that he could persuade the jury. Oh, and this is going to really happen that he, rather than their clients, instigated the crowd that stormed the Capitol. So, you know, basically with any kind of felony charge, you have to prove intent. And they're saying, look, it wasn't it wasn't us. Somebody else was telling us what to do. We were just uh, pawns putty in his hands. Right. It's, uh, it's still unclear whether the judge in the case, his name is Timothy Kelly, has stopped laughing. And <laughs> <laughs> suffered any permanent damage yeah, from that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those belly laughs are really hurting. I'm sorry. 
But uh, if they, if I'm sure that if, if he even tried to send out a subpoena, it was, would, it would, I mean, it wouldn't, you know, nothing's going to just happen. ignore it. But, but it's just kind of, it's a little bit of a Hail Mary pass for these guys. So, you know, they're, I don't, I don't know if they really believe that, but I mean, I mean, there were, I mean, during, at, during that day, they, there was this uh, idea that Trump was going to like ride in on a white horse, more or less. Yeah. And, and, you know storm the Capitol with them and lead them to victory. And, yeah. And, yep. And I'd like to see him get on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I threw that, I'd pay cash money for that. I threw in the horse part. <laughs> <laughs> a University of Wisconsin system proposal to fully fund tuition and fees for low-income students is unlikely to receive state funding in the upcoming biennial budget. Oh, what according, a surprise. According to recent comments from a top Republican... The UW system requested $24 million in state funding last year for its Wisconsin Tuition Promise, a program that would ensure Wisconsin resident undergraduates whose annual household adjusted gross income is $62,000 or less can attend any UW institution without paying tuition or fees. An estimated 8,000 low-income students would benefit. But uh, the... Republicans in the in the state uh, in the Capitol up there, this up the street there, said that uh, they don't they don't see that that being included in the budget. I got to say the bigger issue right now is I, I, have you seen what's happening at Madison Area Technical College? I mean, they started the budgeting year fourteen million dollars in the hole. Oh, really? I mean, it was pretty bad, and then so they 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 reduced it by you know tons of cuts. I mean, they they cut faculty. They they didn't fill. There were like 50 open positions they didn't fill. They're not running as uh, – they reduced part-time faculty, class sections. So now it's about – it's down to about uh, about a million. And now they're telling everybody there that they have to cut all their budgets, all the different departments and stuff like that. If they cut their budgets by 20%, so additional reductions. I mean this is a really you know an inexpensive way for people to get high-level skills and often transfer into mm-hmm, you know, a four-year degree and so on and – they're, they they started the the academic year fourteen million in the hole. Wow. That's uh, that's not good. <laughs> it's my headline of the week: Top Putin war official plunges one hundred and sixty feet to death from high rise building. So so really, that's real. That's real. <laughs> I guess it's completely it ha- expected. It happens like every week yeah, over yeah, there. It's like some yeah. some top you know, especially you know, connected with the with the war with Ukraine that yeah. uh, it's like oh things aren't going well I guess uh, I guess you're going to fall out this off this balcony I think if I were in the in the government there I'd stay away from elevators yeah. first of all yeah. <laughs> and tea I wouldn't drink any <laughs> no tea, tea yeah tea exactly that, that anyone gave me yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is out of Norfolk uh, Virginia the after school Satan Club held its first meeting <laughs> <laughs> at Ch- Chesapeake's B.M. Williams Primary yesterday. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the ACLU and uh, Heather L. Weaver, senior staff attorney for the ACLU program on freedom of religion and belief, uh, represent the Satanic Temple, which sponsors the club. A press release sent out by the organization said it was a victory for free speech and religious liberty. Mm-hmm. All right, new business. <laughs> <laughs> old business. I got a lot of old business. 
Well, in the in the in the book of Job, it seems like Satan and God are like big pals. Oh, they're like drinking buddies. They're hanging know? out. They're, they're knocking back a few brews. Oh and... man, watch me mess with that guy, Job. <laughs> taking bets, you know. <laughs> what do you think he'll do? Okay, you can do whatever you want to him, but don't kill him. Yeah. Okay, that's my only restriction. They're like two crackers throwing rocks at birds, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> But you can hit that bird on the telephone line. My there. favorite line in the Bible is, you know, he says to he says to to to, to Lucifer, what, you know, you know, basically, what have you been doing? He's like, oh, just you know, roaming about. He says, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, chilling, just chilling, <laughs> just roaming about. <laughs> Uh, well, Job's wife didn't come out of it very good. No, the whole family. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I liked how Job's neighbors, they figured it all out, though. Did, did they? He must have done something wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> During the Middle Ages, the Pope had to basically, you know, when they had the Black Death, people would die and say, ah, he must have, he must have died because God oh, hated him. Sure. Pope had to issue these, these various edicts saying, no, do you remember that book of Job? It's like you can't tell that anybody's done anything wrong it's just based God on, messing with him yeah it's just it's God made up the lottery that's all you know wow. it's like, he didn't, he didn't, he's not personally invested in going up, after Fred next door you know that's when they came up with the, the it's all part of the plan there, all so. part of the plan that's yeah. right hey I was sad this week to hear that another uh, progressive woman leader has stepped away from her job so we heard last week that Jacinda Ardern had stepped back as prime minister of uh, New Zealand well this week Nicola Sturgeon she's what they call the first minister of Scotland. She decided that she was going to step away from her job. Hmm. Uh, she's only 52. She said, is carrying on right for me? And more important, I can't do the accent, Good. is me carrying on right for my country, my party, and for the independence cause I've devoted my life to. I've reached the difficult conclusion that it's not. She's very feisty. And uh, some of the things that she'd like to have happen in her country, apparently people are making it all about her. So uh, rather than hang on to dear life, like some 70s and 80-year-old people do <laughs> in our country. <laughs> Nothing against that, but I just want to say some guys um, that hang on to the to the very end. Um, uh, Ms. Sturgeon, just like Ms. Ardern, has decided that it's time to, to step away. Sad to see that. Oh. Hey, you're listening to the Melon Floyd Show here on WORT 89.9 on the FM. You might be listening on the internet at WORTFM.org because we stream all of our shows except Craniacs, of course. And uh, you might be listening in the future because we put all of our shows except Craniacs, of course, on the on the archives page. And you can download and listen whenever you want. And thanks to Mindless Minion D-Cubed, you can uh, listen to us via podcast through your favorite podcast pod providers like uh, Spotify or iTunes or, or whatever and get the WRT app. It makes listening to the station a lot easier. We had, more a, convenient. A, we had a person who pledged during the last WRT uh, pledge drive who had heard us on uh, po- the podcast. She was looking for something else and she found us. Yeah, she, yeah, she found us by mistake. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, all right, we're going to take a brief break, uh, play some announcements, and then uh, come back with... Union organizing at Tesla. Okay, and I've got uh, um, these uh, artificial intelligence chat bots. I've oh, got dear. a few stories about those. Including one that I, I initiated myself. I asked it a question relevant to our program. So, Very nice. But, uh, all right, we'll be right back. But first, uh, first a little, see if we can play a little, little music here that might be our new theme song. Come on, everybody, let's have some fun. 
together in a monkey time Monkey train If you see a lady monkey and you like her style Give her a banana and a monkey smile If you got a lucky number she won't take her around And we're back on the monkey train here when I was listening to that, all I could think of was Annette Funicello shimmying. So. <laughs> it was it was it was very beach blanket bingo. It really was. So it's, it's the, it was the Kaisers doing Monkey Train. So the Kaisers. Oh, what a, what a lovely name for a band. <laughs> <I know. laughs> they all wear those little hats with the with the points on top when they perform. So pickle stabbers. Just a, a quick shout out to. Um, uh, WSUM, the student-run radio station at uh, UW-Madison, in, uh, UW-Wisconsin in Madison, is going to celebrate its 21st anniversary on Wednesday, February 22nd. Began broadcasting on the Madison Airwaves uh, back then in 2002 at 2.22 p.m., so a lot of twos there. Um, WMSN, WSUM has grown into one of the country's foremost college radio stations, it says here. So You're here. So good for WSUM. Just want to uh, mention that while we were shooting down balloons here in the good old U.S. of A., the Ukrainians were shooting down some balloons too, but they knew what their balloons were. Yeah. Apparently they uh, they blew up six uh, Russian balloons that were floating over the Ukrainian capital on Wednesday. When did, when did we start this balloon warfare? Uh, I, I totally missed that. I, every, it's you know, it's nostalgia. Everything's Back everything's old Civil is new War again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were used for primarily was spying. Um, about six enemy air targets were detected in Kiev's airspace, said a statement from the Kiev's military administration. Posted it uh, Wednesday on Telegram. All six were hit by defense systems. So apparently, what the Russians do is they send these balloons. They're different sizes and stuff, but they. They, they have simple, uh, small reflectors on them. And the whole idea is it disorients missiles because with those reflectors, uh, the radar that they use to home sure. in on their targets gets uh, gets messed up. Sure. So uh, so this was an actual, they knew what they were. They weren't UFOs. They were <laughs> <laughs> they were RFOs, <laughs> Russian flying objects. Funny. So. One more quick, uh, quick note. If you still need to register to vote in the spring primary election in Wisconsin, uh, today is your last day to, to do it, uh, and election is a Tuesday, the 21st. You can register at in-person absentee voting locations t- uh, through today, but registration is not available Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. I just want to mention a completely irrelevant statistic I just want to put out there that Marquette Law School found out that 84% of Wisconsinites, including 73% of Republicans, believe that abortion should be legal for victims of rape or incest. Mm. But uh, Wisconsin's current abortion ban, which is a law that was instituted in 1849, does not permit abortions for either. Wow. Just to keep you apprised of the issues. (laughs) 
So uh, I don't know. I, I was I was amused by this and horrified by it. Um, I was going to bring in a story this week about uh, how some uh, workers at a software software workers at a, a Tesla factory in Buffalo had uh, notified uh, their their corporate masters and uh, the the, ne- the necessary federal entities that they're going to unionize. And I was going to bring that. I thought, oh, isn't that nice? Well, 24 hours after they notified uh, everyone that they were going to do this, uh, they all got fired. Uh, so 18 employees were dismissed on Wednesday in retaliation for union activity. Uh, so they made a uh, on Thursday they made a uh, application to or filing pardon me to the National Labor Relations Board, which of course uh, this is illegal. And uh, since this happened, the uh, Tesla workers involved in the union campaign has has grown. So it started at 18, it's now up to 37. Uh, workers said in interviews that most of them let uh, let go had not been involved in the campaign. Uh, they're just uh, they were just suspiciously all sort of fired. Hmm. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, America's America's sweetheart, uh, he's, he's, he doesn't like unions, and uh, he's not uh, he's not hesitant to uh, use power to uh, hardball tactics, we might say, to break union organization. Just to remind call everyone, out the Pinkertons. And just to remind everyone, it's illegal for a company to fire workers yes. for so-called protected concerted activity, which includes seeking to well, have a union. All the other automakers they have. Uh, are unionized. I think every other one. By the way, Tesla is oh. going to recall two, 362,000 cars for a safety flaw in its technology mm. <laughs> on an unrelated story. <laughs> <laughs> I like the story a few weeks ago that their, their self-driving option wasn't yeah. really. Oh, but yeah. doesn't really, yeah. isn't really self-driving. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, the chocolatey chip cookies you get at McDonald's. It's like they, they were looking at chocolate when they made those. That was about as much as they had. It's sort of self-driving. It, yeah, it's sort of self-driving. Yeah, so. The Wyoming Republican Party is uh, seeking a bill, seeking to kill a bill that's working its way through their state legislature, proposing to raise the state's legal marriage age to 16. Okay. So they're against raising the marriage age to 16. Oh. Arguing that putting arbitrary limits on child marriage interferes with parental rights and religious liberty. Yeah, that last one's a little freaky. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I remember when I was I first was exposed to that. I remember that. Do you remember that movie? Uh, what was the name of it? Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and it was based on the no- novella by uh, Truman Capote. I saw that movie when I was a kid, <clears throat> and uh, and her husband shows up at one point, and the guy who's kind of helping her out in the movie, the the the, the main character, uh, and. Uh, and the husband, and she's like, what, you've been married? And it's like, oh, well, yeah, she, she married at 14. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no. Just that fact just opened up this giant. I was watching that movie as a kid. And it just made me feel so sad. Wow. You know, it's like this giant well of unhappiness just opened before me. Mm. Ugh. So this was a, there was a week, uh, this week, there's a lot of uh, stories about the AI chat box. Oh, yeah. There, there was one a New York Times reporter. Did, I read that. did one, and yeah. then he, you know, he, he pu- I think he published the the transcript, yes. and yeah. the the chatbot was saying things. I wish I was human, and uh, it was talking about all the vi- revenge it would wreak <laughs> upon its makers. I mean, I read the thing, and then it shut itself down and said, "Oh, well, oh, I'm sorry, I went that went there," you know. 
And but then it developed this obsession <laughs> with the Ultron. Or yeah, what? well, it developed this obsession with the with the the, the individual it was interacting with, and 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 protested its love and and a very selfish kind of stalkery oh love. Yeah. Oh, oh really? no, it was dreadful. Wow. And I, I, it's hard to know because we don't. You don't really know these the machine learning. You don't know exactly what the algorithm is that it's come up with. But I thought, look, if you basically are using all of the informational exchanges of human beings, you're going to go to a dark place really oh, fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what the Internet is already. It's right, like, right. you know, somebody with some some middle schooler with hyper activity <laughs> or something. And I, like, it's like the least common denominator. We're going to go right there. And so it went from fantasies of, of revenge and power to... Uh, to basically, again, you know, like stalking the <laughs> the human on the other oh on the god. other end of the of the uh, of the keyboard. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember when when the, the the internet was first coming out, and and you know everybody is so naive back then. And uh, there there was something I found on uh, it was like, it was actually a bulletin board. It was before there was the the web, and uh, and it was uh, people were gonna do like. Uh, uh, Write write something as a group, yeah, and yeah. you would take turns writing. Sure, something. yeah, and yeah. So, and so somebody would start something. And it was oh, the, the Dadaists used to do and, that. And, kind of I, thing, and yeah. I liked it. It was kind of fun. I liked yeah. writing, and I thought it was kind of a nice little experiment. Yeah. And then somebody write something, and I would write something and add to it. And then, but it it took about you know like four or five times before it turned into just hardcore, you know junior high type porn yeah, yeah, i mean it was yeah. it was like oh i get it this isn't <laughs> going to work well do you know what i was thinking of i was thinking of um again you know a uh, fictional uh, ai so i immediately went to uh, the uh, star trek next generation which had the the android data and in the in universe in that story which is interesting his creator actually originally he's the second android that that the guy made the first android was almost exactly human and he was so evil and horrible that the that the no, I mean, this is serious. I mean, this is a very clever insight that the guy said, "Okay, I'm going to make the next one, so he doesn't have a lot of the, of what it is to become a human. Mm-hmm. He's going to be steadfast and nice and not you know, emotional. non-emotional. He's yeah. not going to things aren't going to annoy him. Things aren't going to like drive him crazy. They're not going to. Mm-hmm. He's not going to favor one person over another. You know, I mean, he's just going to be a nice person. Yeah. And so by by limiting what he did by making him not human. <laughs> He actually became a better person. A very admirable admirable character, yes. (laughs) Got a message here. Ah, a caller suggested that you should clarify. uh, It says might, but I think should is better. Might want to clarify that uh, one, you, can still register to vote at the polls in person on election day. That's that's something that they have yet to take away here in Wisconsin. Same day registration. And and when you go there, there will be a table that will clearly indicate if you haven't registered yet where you can go to do that. And and, and in case, you know, I I think... most of our listeners know this, but this is an important primary. I mean, usually you don't think of the the, the primary as that big of a deal, but, yeah. but they've, this is uh, they've got four candidates. Yep. Two of them are you know relatively progressive. Two of them are re- relatively regressive. Yeah, and uh, and it's possible we could end up in the the general election with with two two regressive candidates. Yeah. So you want to you know. I mean, if if you if you don't want that, you know, yeah. it's up it's to you. It's up to you, you know, yeah. You but it, it's important. It's important, and, <laughs> and I mean, the 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 national papers of record are taking note of this election because it in a in a state which is so heavily gerrymandered uh, and a Supreme Court that has been so uh, one sided for so long. It's it it, it no matter whether you like yeah. it or hate it, it this is going to be a substantial election. Yeah, we've got so many few, you know. Breaks against uh, you know breaks like breaks in a car yeah uh, against uh, 
the steamroller that, that yeah. we, we've been hit. Well, that's what here. they're trying to do right now. That's what BB's trying to do in Israel, right? Basically defang their Supreme Court. Have yeah. you heard about all this? Yeah. There's thousands of people in the street over there because the way they do it in Israel right now, basically there's a, a panel of jurists with a few politicians who vote on who's going to be recommended to be on their Supreme Court. So it's a completely nonpartisan expertise-driven process. But they want to make it so that this panel is mostly politicians, which, of course, are mm-hmm. going to be mostly people because of the way their system works, appointed by the prime minister. So mm-hmm. there's going to be no break at all. And people are saying, look, the only thing we have in our system that keeps it honest is this way we select Supreme Court justices. Yeah. And, of course, the right-wingers there want to throw that mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So Vanity Fair did a piece on the, the Wisconsin Supreme Did Court really? election, yeah. yeah, you know, kind of saying here's democracy is the the, the candle is getting kind of dim in Wisconsin. Yeah. But the, so, but back to the AI. I did something. I actually did some work this week before the show. <laughs> something something related to the show. I thought you were sweating a bit. <laughs> it's a, it's a, there's a Chat GPT is, yes. is a big one. So yep, yep. your students are probably all using that to write their essays. No, because you know so. what? I make them write on parchment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. I, they, when they take tests. It's an information dead zone. They yeah. have to write on a piece of paper in a classroom because I'm not. I don't want to be a cop. You right, know? it's not right, my job. Right. So, anyway. well, well, I, 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 I did a little. Uh, it's, this is something of interest to the Mellon Floyd community. <laughs> I, you I, have a community now. I, we do. Yeah. So. <laughs> Commune. <laughs> I asked the Chat GPT a question, and okay. this is their question of the week: Can a wombat beat up Superman? That seems like a very fair question. Yeah. So, and uh, Chat GPT said, "It is highly unlikely that a wombat could win a fight against Superman. Superman is a fictional character with incredible superhuman abilities. In contrast, wombats are real-life marsupials that are known for their sturdy and robust physique and powerful jaws. They didn't mention the the square poop, but uh, however, they actually are, they sound a lot like Superman. <laughs> how, however, they are not known to possess any special abilities that would allow them to compete with a superhero like Superman. Even if we were to imagine a scenario in which the wombat had access to some kind of superpower or advanced technology. (laughs) (laughs) Like me. (laughs) It is still highly unlikely it would be able to match the overwhelming power and speed of Superman. Oh. It was very diplomatic there. It didn't yeah. want to just, you know, slam the wombats. In fact, at the end, it says, in summary, while a wombat may be a formidable creature in its own right, it is not a match for Superman in terms of strength and power. I think that we'd have to, I think we have to do you, what you did earlier, though. I think we have to make a, um, ask the question differently. Could a fictional wombat uh, actually win against a fictional character. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird to say kind of wombat, which is a real thing. Yeah. You know, win over a fictional character, which the the which the AI makes clear when it's describing Superman. It's like, "Well, yeah, of course it'll always win because the fictional thing has doesn't exist, right?" I mean, it's always going to beat that. <laughs> I can beat Superman in my mind. He right. doesn't exist, yeah. right? I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm, I'm smarter than Superman. I'm stronger than Superman. <laughs> reality trumps it. <laughs> yeah, illusion. reality trumps it every time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, the part about the wombat with the advanced technology got, got me a little concerned. <laughs> Just picture a wombat in like one of these flying tanks that shoot out laser, laser eyes. Laser beams. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Yeah, a couple things out of the Mellon Floyd mailbag, and this is uh, Mellon Floyd mailbag at gmail.com. 
this is from last week. We got a, a, a voicemail from Judy. Okay. And uh, she said she was listening, and we talked about grizzly bears being on the endangered list. Yes. And, uh, and then you talked about being off the endangered list. Yeah, they list. took them off, yeah. And I think I said, well, that's good. And, yeah. uh, and she points out that, uh, well, it's not really good because now everybody wants to hunt them. They're kind of like the Goodyear blimp. It's like, oh, oh, no. oh we, can, we can hunt these things now, so let's, let's shoot the grizzly bears. They're not on the endangered. That happened in Wisconsin with the wolves. We, we, yes. we finally got you know, the wolf population. Yeah, that's a good point she's making. And yep. uh, we got the wolf population to a, a nice place, and yeah. then they, they, they took the restrictions away, and then everybody said, let's go blast them. Yeah. And, they, and they ended up what killing, like, people? I think they ended up killing, like, twice as many as they, the DNR had expected, too. So, but, uh, uh, so anyway, so thank you. You can't, you can't go wrong overestimating <laughs> people's violent tendency. Well, men's violent tendency. Thank you for that, Judy. Let's see. Uh, Lauren sent us a, a story from the National Geographic. That's a wombat. Why is wombat poop cube-shaped? <laughs> <laughs> One of the mysteries of science. Thank you for that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that and quantum singularity as there. Let's see. Dave sent us one about a shortwave podcast from uh, Wednesday 2-8 titled The Social Cost of Carbon is an Ethics Nightmare. I heard about the method of calculating the value of a human life in the early days of the COVID pandemic, but they put this in global context now. There was an article I read a long, long time ago. I think it was actually in Spy Magazine. It tells you how long ago it was. But but they actually uh, did the math on how many... How many human lives went into like everyday things you'd buy and, and you know, like for for a toaster it was right. like a point zero 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 zero, you know, one human life and yeah. you know, for your car it was like a you know two point five or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean it was yeah. it was just uh, it was really really fun that they just took the math and they figured out, you know, how many people get killed, you know, and on a you know building a building. I, I saw an article by Paul Krugman where he was talking about this. There were some right wingers that were talking about the decline in uh, productivity relative to what people anticipated it would be in the last 50 years or so. And, it, you know, this is the decline in productivity. It started around 1970, 71. And Krugman said, yeah, uh, the reason in there, and of course the right wingers are like, oh, all this, you know, legislation and, sure. you know, over regulation, over regulation. And it's like, yeah, it is because uh, the way we did things before people died a lot. <laughs> So let's lay that out on the table. Like, what is it exactly that you're regulating? Well, it's it's yeah. It's when you say you know all all this red tape and these yeah. regulations, but then when you think about it, it's like yeah. you know making sure the brakes on the trains right. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you exactly. don't end up with a toxic. Well, that's dump. that's the way they. That's how they get away with it rhetorically, right? Again, I mean, I. I what is it? I, was it Sartre who said this? Something like, you know, generality is the invitation to sin or something like that. It's like, yeah, you're just talking these general terms and don't really say what it actually amounts to and mm-hmm. get away with anything. Hey, I thought this was interesting. Two Madison high schools have said that uh, that advanced placement course on African-American history and culture that freaked everybody out, uh, they're going to put it in their curriculum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, this the course was first piloted at 60 schools across the country this year, uh, including one in Milwaukee, uh, using that uh, draft framework. And uh, so now uh, with a revised curriculum, the pilots expand to hundreds of others. But um, but Memorial and uh, and Madison East both said that they're going to stick with the original one. And um, the school districts did not respond to inquiries. This is from the Wisconsin State Journal. But uh, 
Basically, they said, you know what, we're, we're fine with using this, uh, this pilot. We thought the pilot went better, so they're going to go ahead and do that. Speaking of the past and uh, things, things not so nice, uh, the, King Charles, his uh, coronation is coming up in May. And uh, he made a decision, which is uh, an interesting one, uh, apparently not to, uh, to make things too difficult for himself. Uh, he decided that the, uh, the, the, the crown that's going to be worn by his, his wife, his consort, mm-hmm. uh, Camilla, Queen Camilla, is not going to be the, the crown that uh, the last queen consort wore, which was uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth, the queen mother, the mother of the, of the last monarch. That was the Burger King crown. That was the Burger King crown. No, it was a crown that had the, uh, the Coronor diamond in it, uh, this giant diamond that uh, one, uh, 105.6 carat diamonds, the, uh, world, one of the world's largest cut diamonds, that was basically stolen from India. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Back in the 1840s and given to Queen Victoria. And uh, King Charles said he's, uh, they're, they're not going to wear that crown. That's, that's not the one she's going to wear. She's going to wear a smaller and, and uh, less blood-soaked crown that comes from, uh, <laughs> from uh, Queen Mary, which was uh, she was the Queen Consort back in... 1910 to 1936, and uh, it's a smaller and... And a great ship, too. Yeah, and a, gre- and a great ship as well, yes. And um, a spokesman for the Prime Minister of India, uh, Nadendra Modi, said that uh, the coronation of Camilla and the use of the of the coronor, coronor jewel brings back painful memories of the colonial past. So Charles's answer to that is, uh, don't wear that crown. <laughs> Well, very good. They're not going to give it back, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> They're just going to keep it in the closet with all the other royal trinkets. <laughs> and all the archaeology that they have, too. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, uh, astronomers have found more moons around Jupiter. Oh, really? Jupiter has 92 moons. Oh, my official, official moons now. So it's the moon champion of the of the solar system. Wow. Right? I think for great. a while it might have lost that crown to Saturn, but yeah. uh, but now it's it's leaped back into first place. So. All right. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So 92. So, wow. That is pretty amazing. And do they, I assume they're running out of names. I don't think there's even that many mythological creatures. <laughs> I mean, I know he had a lot of lovers. I mean, they started naming them after lovers. You know, that yeah. was the original Europa and Ganymede and so on. But I, I mean, even even Zeus wasn't getting around that much. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, Hera would ninety-two. She'd catch him every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, so. Uranus has twenty-seven moons. Never want a gem. And uh, <laughs> this article calls it the system, the solar system's weirdo planet. It's an enigmatic ice giant. And uh, there's, this is a, a, an article advocating that we go to Uranus here, or send some probe somebody's Uranus anyway. So <laughs> That's been done. Yeah. Uh, the first dedicated mission to Uranus is long overdue, argues this planetary scientist from Johns Hopkins. And, uh, is that the one that sits on a, on its side? It's it's one of them, like kind of. I think it. I think that's it. Yeah, I rotate, think that's the it's one. It's like sideways. They all have little rings too, which is fascinating. We found that out when they sent out the Voyagers. Yeah. All all four of the big guys have have rings. Right. Saturns right. Are, are the most exciting, but mm-hmm. the other guys have them too. Yeah. Did you hear that thing about the? Oh, you talked about it last week about that one of the planets further out that has a, oh, yeah. a funny ring yeah. that's like a little farther than it's it a should dwarf be. Dwarf planet. Yeah, there, and so. they're thinking it might be because there's another planet kind of yanking on mm-hmm. it. You never know. 
the suns, speaking of the, the solar system, hurled a massive coronal mass ejection into space on Wednesday. And it's going to... I hate it when that happens. ...going to impact our planet today. today oh! Today and tomorrow. Ew. So we might... might <laughs> <laughs> well, the lights are going out You might here. not be hearing us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, might cause some uh, fluctuations in power grids and uh, impair some satellite functions. Oh, all right. So, so your GPS might not work. Yeah. Did you see there, were, there was like this satellite formation that went over Wisconsin earlier this week, like Tuesday or Wednesday? No. And and there were like these, I don't know, three or four of them kind of in a straight line. Okay. And, and, it, and it went over like southern Wisconsin and it freaked out a lot of people just because of all the things that are going on. Sure, yeah, you know, yeah. With, with the shooting things down now so yeah. a lot of the tv stations and police stations got a lot of calls saying what the heck is that <laughs> same old stuff I'm sure that was like a spacex thing it was just some satellite configuration wow so they were flying in formation or something kind or? of i don't know i mean i saw a picture of it they were like four of them it was kind of in a straight line so Hey, just real quickly, I want to say that uh, in 2010, there was a federal law, there's some more of that red tape, that boosted nutrition standards for school meals. Well, now there's been a national study that was published on Monday that shows a significant decline in the average body mass index of more than 14,000 school kids ages 5 to 18 whose heights and weights were tracked before and after the implementation of the Healthy, Hungry, Free uh, Kids Act of 2010. Uh, The study's new evidence that improving the quality of school meals through legislation could be a major way of shifting the trajectory on childhood obesity. Right now, 20% of kids in the United States are considered obese. So uh, it really does have an effect when you uh, you try to use good public policy. Unnecessary regulation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got about a minute left. You got anything you want to sneak in here? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then let's declare something. <laughs> We will declare the weekend. Here, here. Yeah. Get out there and do some more shoveling. That's a... All right, we're not going to have any more snow. I uh, know. Not no. until later next week. As I get older, I've gotten more obsessed with the weather, I've noticed. It's, <laughs> it's kind of scaring me. I'm liking, you know, I'm liking the weather. I'm liking Steely Dan. I mean, you know, it's like... I, <laughs> it's over, Mel. I know. I know. <laughs> Just cash in your chips. <laughs> I remember my parents were obsessed with the weather. I hated oh, yeah, that when I too. was a kid. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. My dad would listen to the radio and then we'd get up and he'd just scream at us if it was you know, going to be cold. Or, my dad was like, because we were living in Eastern Kentucky, so of course the, if the roads get slick at all, you're flying off the side of the cliff. Oh, sure. And he would say, it's going to be a glare of ass, a glare of ass, he'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a glare of ice. Okay. All right. All right. Well, enjoy your week. Did we declare the weekend? We did. We did. Okay. So uh, stick around. The kiosk is next after that. Who Cooks for You at the Real Jaguar. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. And, uh, and uh, we love you all. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2 o'clock. You're listening to WRT 89.9 FM, Madison. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, I like hot pants.